Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. Coach, we're so excited for you joining with us today. We remind you that our mission is to serve coaches through conversation so they can lead like Jesus. I am joined by two of the co-hosts, Gian Lemmy and Chad Simpson, and my name is Jim Good, so we're excited that you're with us. Boys, how are you today? Doing, doing well, good, doing Jim. well. Doing great. That's good to hear. It's awesome when all three of us can get together. We've got another great episode introducing our guest, Coach Don Rakowski. He is the men's varsity basketball coach up at Bryan College. Uh, Bryan College is in Dayton, Tennessee. They're just north of Chattanooga. It is an NAIA school, and he has been there now for 19 years. So uh, this podcast really gets into, I think, the nuts and bolts of coaching, and you hear coaches uh, heart as basically his ministry. Um, fellas, anything to tune into as you uh, listen to the podcast? Yeah, that's uh, it's exciting to hear more from Coach and, and his story and his heart. And uh, for me, I, I coached in his conference, different sport. And so I was probably in uh, the basketball gym at some point uh, watching his team and uh, play, not knowing I would ever uh, reconnect with them. So uh, yeah, I think I think the part that stuck out to me was um, just how he talked about the the player led transition that he's made the past three years or so. And so I think tuning into that uh, to, towards the end, um, just kind of having given some authority away and hearing uh, from his players. And I think in, I coach tennis, and so it's a little more natural um, with a smaller team, um, kind of an individual sport to begin with, to have some of that. Um, but I see the value in this younger generation to giving them a lot of authority on, do you agree with our culture? Do you agree with um, you know these decisions? It's just really making sure we have buy-in from the student athletes. But Gian, uh, what do you got? I, I liked um, his, first of all, he loves cooking. So that, that, that connected with me. <laughs> um, but the, the, ne the next thing I liked was he talked about don't coach for the way people will view you. You know, and I think a lot of us have been in situations where we're there and our team is just getting completely smoked and we're looking around be like, is there any people seeing it? Like, are there people seeing me? How does this reflect it on me? Or the opposite. We're just doing so great and we're looking around like, hey, are you seeing this? It's, you know, and I, I, I just loved, I just love Coach Rakowski's heart. You can just hear it through the entire interview, um, full of energy, even at 60, just so much energy and and so much joy in his heart. Um, and I, I just loved uh, hearing um, his love for his players and the program there, Bryant. But let's just, let's get through to the episode right now. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. We're so excited for you as listeners to join in on our conversation. I'm introducing today Coach Don Rakowski. Coach, how are you doing up there in Tennessee? We're doing great. Um, we've got four games remaining this semester. It has flown by. We've got eight games or nine, eight games behind us already. We play again tonight. Gotcha. It's been a very good semester, so things are going well. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to be with us, Coach. Looking <laughs> forward to this conversation. Um, we ask all of our guests our power question, Coach. So I'd love to start off this podcast by asking you, what does it mean to be a Christian coach? For me personally, it starts with the way I view what I do from a from 
the position I, I'm in as a coach. And that is part of me believes that what I do is a ministry. Yeah. Now it's not the same as being a pastor. It's not the same as being a minute, a, a missionary overseas, mm -hmm. but a large part of who I am as a coach is based on what I do as a ministry. And I'm at a place where I'm allowed to share my faith freely with my players and all those moments that I do that with our players are, I tell my players all the time, it's the most important thing I get to do. Mm. And um, so base I, I, from a, the foundation of being a Christian coach, to me, it's a ministry first and yeah. foremost. So good. I, I love that response and that answer. And it's using your platform, your platforms, basketball, you know, other platforms, um, God's able to use gifts and talents. So we are ministering as coaches. So thank you for your ministry. Uh, 35 years overall, coach. And I know you've been 19 now at Brian. But before we kind of get into that and talk about the season and hoops a little bit, uh, let's rewind, coach. Take me back, man. Growing up, uh, where'd you grow up? What was it like? Mom and dad, uh, brothers, sisters. Tell us what comes to mind when you think about that childhood. Yeah, well, I grew up with six siblings brothers wow. and sisters we had a big family nice and you never knew what was happening around the corner <laughs> um it was eventful to say the least yeah um but we i grew up in a christian home i i became a christian at the age of 12 mm. um but my mom and dad we grew up in wisconsin so I am definitely a Packer fan. Okay. A Fairweather Bucks fan. So I am as of right now. Uh, I like Wisconsin Badger basketball. And I, my roots I have not gone away from. Uh, even though when I graduated from college, I've never been back, to be honest with you. I started coaching in Illinois, then Indiana, and then Minnesota, and now in Tennessee. Wow. Um, but I grew up in Wisconsin, close to a town called Wapaka, Wisconsin. Nice. I'm sure that weather's uh, beautiful uh, this time of year, December, January, and those Wisconsin spots, huh? Well, I talked to my mom this morning. I talk to her almost every day still. We're very yeah. close. And it's 25 degrees in Sheboygan, Ooh. and it's 60 in Dayton, Tennessee. So oh, going back would be very difficult. I, I can beat that, Coach. So I'm from Pittsburgh, and family's important to me as well. So I talked to my parents. They're getting down. They had some cooler weather, 20, 25. I'm down in South Florida and it's 80. So I put wow. on long, I put on long sleeves today. It's not quite 90. It's a little chilly over there. It's a little chilly for us down here. <laughs> well, it's obvious family's important to you. Uh, I'm sure even growing up as you got involved in athletics, I wanted to ask you about maybe some mentors in your life. As you think back, um, some people who influenced, shaped you, who you are as a man, as a husband, as a coach, and maybe who those mentors are and what specifically maybe they taught you. Probably the ones that stood out for me the most, um, my high school coach, mm. who's still coaching in California now, um, Stan Bickley, uh, my college coach, Coach Terrell, Jerry Terrell, uh, Charles Wellner was the athletic director over there. Um, when I first got into coaching, I leaned on a guy that was at Northwestern because I was a young coach and Joe Smith was the coach and athletic director there at the time in Roseville, Minnesota. And I called him for advice all the time. Yeah. And I was in my early thirties and he was in his mid fifties 
and he was very willing to give me advice anytime I needed it. And um, I really appreciated him. My college coach and I were very close and um, he was, uh, I brought him out here to Brian the year he retired actually. Oh, wow. And I said to him, Hey, you're retired. Come on out here, spend time with our team. And they, he loved it. And yeah. our players really loved having him here. And a couple of years later, he passed away from a heart attack. Mm, wow. So I was so grateful that I did yeah. that with him. Um, so I guess what I would tell you, I leaned on people that were a lot older than me. Yeah. And I looked up to people that had done it a lot more than I had done it when I was younger. And I really needed that advice. Yeah. As a young coach. Which shows just hearing that, um, you know, those few minutes, you're a learner. And I remember I had a college coach tell me, when you are through learning, you are through. Uh, and that was Del Wubinaw, Clearwater, who I think you know. Um, but yep. man, just being a lifelong learner. And I love how you mentioned, you know, these mentors as coaches, because um, coaches are coaching their sport, but they're coaching life. And I know in my life, many role models and mentors were coaches as well. Uh, let me ask you this, coach. You alluded to it a little bit before being a younger coach. But if I would ask you this, it's a three-part question. So uh, prep your mind here a little bit. But okay. what advice What advice would you give that younger coach? Maybe he's just starting off at small college, a GA, a manager position, maybe a, maybe a high school coach. He, he's mid-20s. What advice you give him? What advice you give that that middle-aged coach? He he's you know forty-five, and then maybe the the mature coach who's coming to the finish line. You know, yeah, he's I understand 70. that question very well. <laughs> so I'm not going to say what category you're in, coach. You're you're, you're yep. rolling, man. But what advice the younger coach, the middle age, and then the older coach maybe getting ready to shut it down? You know, when you're younger, I think you think it's more about yourself. Yeah. You have a tendency to think in that lane. And I would tell younger coaches to lean on, like I mentioned to you before, lean on people that have done it a lot longer than you. And they will give you wisdom that you're, you don't have currently as a young coach. Yeah. Um, but be humble. I think when you're younger, you have a tendency to think you're more important than you should be yeah. than you are. And, the more you can think on the lines that it's about everybody around me, the better you're going to be as a coach. Yeah, that's good. And that's the first advice I'd give to a young yep. coach. I also tell them, learn a lot about the game. Be open to paying attention to, I think when you're younger, that's where you're really gaining a, a lot of information about the game of basketball. Yeah. And that's important as a coach. It's just like being a teacher. Yeah. Like if you're in, a, in the classroom in a certain subject area, you want to be good at what you do. Right. And I would encourage that for a younger coach, a middle-aged coach. I would just probably tell them that don't be thin skinned. Mm. Don't expect people to pat you on the back as you go through your career. Don't do it for what people think of you. Yeah. Do it for the type of reasons that, you know, do it for the kind of things that for your players and things like that. I think yeah. a lot of coaches get out of coaching somewhere during that middle time of their careers yeah. because they don't feel like they're appreciated enough or they've taken a lot of heat or 
it, if you're in the coaching field, you're going to take some heat. Yeah. And people are going to have opinions and don't be too uh, sensitive towards those type of things. Mm, that's good. The guys in my category, I would say, keep your enthusiasm for what yeah. you do. Let the, and enjoy every minute that you have with your kids as your career unwinds. I got a few years left, but I'm enjoying yeah. my team as much as any team I've had. And I'm about to turn 60. So um, that's what I would tell the older coaches. That's awesome. But, um, Great question, and hopefully that's yeah, helpful. No, those are some great responses. I appreciate you taking the time to share that. I was taking notes on that. And uh, th that middle age coach, um, it reminds me of a quote I heard. You know, we don't get burned out because of what we do. We just forget why we do. Yeah, well that, said. that hit home, man, a couple years ago. And it goes back to your power question and your response. It's your ministry. And that gives you that enthusiasm now as you enter year 35 and and on that 60, that new decade mark. And I, I see you. I know you have that enthusiasm. Let, let's talk about this year, coach, a little bit, man. Your team off air, we were talking. I know you got a big game tonight. We are recording this uh, podcast November 30th. So the last day in November, it looks like you got about eight games under your belt here going into the Christmas uh, season. But talk about maybe uh, some of your strengths this year with this team, maybe some of the things you're looking to improve on, and uh, maybe that matchup tonight. Yeah, we are currently four and one in our conference. We lost right. a lot of key guys from our team last year. We won 19 games, had a pretty good year. Uh, our league is very tough from top to bottom. Um, we were, we've, we're playing three freshmen, three guys that played for us last year and three guys that were on our team, but didn't play last year. Yeah. And we're a little undersized. We are, uh, not real athletic mm -hmm. and we got off to a start the first couple of games and I was scratching my head going, this is going to be rough <laughs> and trying to put the pieces together. But Game three, we went on the road against a really one of the best teams we'll play all year that's nationally ranked, and we took them to the to the wire, and I was like, this looks like the kind of thing we want to put out there. Right, right. And then in conference play, we're four and one. Nice. And I feel like the guys have just gotten better and better the entire semester. And we've had a key injury. Uh, overall, I feel like we're going to get better. As the season continues to go on, yeah, we're defending well. The guys have given me about everything I could ask them to give. I've been really pleased. Yeah. Even when we were losing the first couple, I was like, you guys are busting. You're, and I felt like eventually a light bulb kicked on a little earlier than I expected with the young team. Or wasn't sure if we're in a rebuild mode or what. Yeah. But overall, not too bad at this point in time. Yeah. But we got to live game to game. And tonight's matchup is a tough one. Yeah. Union's ranked 19th. They're long, they're athletic, they're well coached. Um, this is a big game. If we were to win it, we'd be in first place in our league. So it's a golden opportunity. Hopefully we can get it done. Well, you sound excited. You sound energetic, uh, enthusiastic about this year's squad. I wish you the best in that game. I'll be following. I'll be shooting you that text probably the next day as I try to stay in touch with you and Brian. Again, we're with Coach Don Rakowski. He's up at Bryan College. It's an NAIA school up in Dayton, Tennessee, just north of Chattanooga. Uh, take me back, Coach, a little bit, because I know you started off your coaching career at 
the high school level. Uh, maybe some, maybe lessons, uh, pros, cons at the high school. And then as you entered into, um, you know, serving at the college level, you were up at Maranatha. Am I correct in saying that? in Wisconsin, and you were there for a few years, and then you came down to Bryan. So maybe just walk us through that that coaching career there as you first started, um, and just how God orchestrated and led you now to be in 19 years there at Bryan. Yep. Um, I started out, I actually helped um, the school I played for. I had an extra semester. Okay. And then I did my student teaching. So I helped uh, Coach Terrell at Maranatha, and then from there, I took a high school job in Illinois, and I was there for three years, and a high school job in Indiana for two years. Then I got my master's degree and was at a college in Minnesota, Pillsbury College, for okay. three years, two years as a head coach. And then I was at Crown College in Minnesota for eight years, mm-hmm. and now here at Bryan for 19. I've been fortunate to be at a couple schools for 27 years and sometimes in college coaching you're fortunate if yeah. you're able to be somewhere that long um i coaching high school was great i yeah. coached in illinois and i still say my first couple of years of coaching i have never gotten kids to play as hard as those kids played for me mm. my first couple of years i still have good relationships with many of the kids on that team those first couple of years and i coached in the chicagoland area and the kids there they, they didn't have a whole lot Mm. basketball meant everything to them. Yeah. And those kids at that time of my career, I thought I was the reason these kids played so hard Mm. as a young coach. And as I look back, I go, I've never gotten kids to play as hard as those kids played. So a lot of fond memories from my years in Illinois, Illinois. Then in Indiana, we had, we won a state title. Mm. And that was probably my most satisfying year Mm. as a college coach. Yeah. Uh, or as a high school coach, I should say. Yeah. Um, coach at a school in Brownsburg, Indiana, had a great year. We won a state title that year, and so did uh, Gary Roosevelt with Glenn Robinson. Okay, yeah. And so the two of us, our two teams were were brought to the state house, and we were honored there by our governor, Dick Thompson, at the oh, time. Yes. That was a, a fond memory, to yeah. say the least. Oh, no um, doubt. So I had some really good memories from being a high school coach. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted to be a college head coach. And my athletic director at the college I went to said, don't ever lose sight of that goal Yeah, and pursue that. Yeah. And that always stuck in my head. Like as much as I enjoyed coaching high school ball, I had that goal of becoming a, a college head coach. And uh, fortunately for me, I've been now a head college coach for 29 years. Wow. An assistant for one. Mm-hmm. So that's my coaching carousel. Yeah. Well, congratulations on a great tenure career. I know you got some more more years in you. Uh, let me ask you this, coaches. I think and hear your story a little bit about you know the high school level, college, and now, like you said, nineteen years at Bryant. What what's the common theme or ingredient in, in your culture? And I'm sure maybe it's changed over the years, but I'm sure there's probably um, a common theme that um, when you develop and build your culture? I, I Currently, our culture is different than it was when I first got into coaching. Yeah. Quite a bit different. And I, I went to this about three years ago. I went to a player-led cult, culture. Mm. And that is 
not that uncommon in this day and age, but yeah. we really put that into practice. Mm -hmm. And I have four guys on my team currently that are in our leadership group. And I talk to them after every game. We meet with them periodically and I just keep them engaged in yeah. what we're doing, why we're doing things. I want their thoughts on, on what, how we're doing. If we need to do something differently, yeah. I I'm open to what their opinions are. And I, and I feel like I haven't lost any respect for my players doing it this way. Yeah. I haven't passed the buck as far as who's the coach of this team. Yeah. But I think that's something I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing it's done is it's prepared these guys for what lies ahead in yeah. their futures. Yeah. They are more leadership driven. I've given them more ownership and leadership. And when they leave our program, I think they're more prepared for life. And at the time I didn't realize or know exactly how this would turn out. Right. But I told these guys, this is what we're doing and we're sinking or we're swimming <laughs> with this mentality. I love it. And I'm so glad we did it. Yeah. I love it. And I commend you for adapting because coaching in the eighties and nineties is different than the 2020s. Wouldn't you agree? And, and it is necessarily, you know, that ownership in your players and the relationship and the connection. And I, and I think of that famous quote, you know, our players, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And it's obvious, you know, you care about your players, your relationship. And I love hearing that culture. And I, again, I commend you for adapting as you're growing and learning. Um, let's pivot here a little bit, coach. We got about maybe 10 more minutes. Again, thank you for taking the time to be with us. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast, the Christian Coach Podcast. Let, let me ask you this, coach. Um, as we turn towards faith here a little bit, you shared a little bit about um, you know, accepting Christ at age 12. And I'm sure you matured throughout that, um, you know, those years. But what is what is God teaching you right now at age 60, at, at this stage in your life with adult children and things like that? But what is God teaching you right now that you can share? Yeah, I love that question. Currently, I'm studying the book of Matthew. Mm. And for me personally right now, it's to make sure the main character is the central figure in my life. Wow, that's good. And that's Christ. And when you read the Gospels, it's so great to be in that study. I read the Gospels probably about three years ago, and I'm back into them now. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying just studying the life of Christ. And <clears throat> I want to challenge that when I share with my players, I want to pass that same theme to my players. Yeah. That if you get what Christ is and who he is, and he becomes a central figure in your life, that's nothing else really compares. Yeah. And so currently that's where I'm at. I'm not telling you that's where I was at right. six months ago. Yeah. But currently that's what God is working me over on is making sure that Christ is the most important thing in my life. So good, coach. And man, I, I I hear your heart and keep the main thing, the main thing. And I know as coaches, it's easy to get distracted. Wow. It's so easy. Our, the profession that you're in, the profession that we're in, it's just so easy to get our eyes off the target and start following that so-called, you know, earthly success, chasing the scoreboard, the wins and getting caught up in that. And you're doing it the right way, coach. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I was looking at the bio, Coach, real quick. Uh, okay. 
uh, on it. And I was reading all the accolades and places you've been and over 400 wins and congrats on all that. But here's what got my attention. I want to know out of these three, what you enjoy most. Cause you mentioned golfing, smoking meat or traveling. So I, I I tuned into that coach. So what what's your favorite there? Your leisure. I'd have to say, the cooking, the smoking. Nice. I was hoping you were going to say that. That is number one. My I did all the Thanksgiving cooking. I did smoked you? a ham and a turkey. Oh, good for you. And it's my hobby, and I love oh. golf too. It's a close second. Yep, I got gotcha. you. But I love to to get on the smoker, and I love to cook, and uh, that's my 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 main thing when I'm not coaching. Oh man, I love it. And you're at a perfect place, Tennessee, man. That's oh, yeah. all that stuff. I know <laughs> it. Let, let me ask you this, coach. Um, what's unique about Brian? What's unique about Dayton, Tennessee? Because it's probably it's not for everybody. We get that, you know, but there is a nice culture up there. I visited the campus. I, I've been to one of your games. What's unique? What makes it special? You know, you've been there, like we said, 19 years, that NAIA level. I'd say the biggest thing I could say about Brian, it's not that much different from an institutional standpoint that now than when I first got here. Yeah. And I think spiritually, it's truly a Christian college. Nice. And I don't think they've wavered away from that. Yeah. I do think in, in higher education, you have to change, you have to adapt, you have to understand that culture is different. But I think from a biblical standpoint, I think Brian has held a line that I can really respect. And then on top of that, like I mentioned earlier, I love the fact that I can share my faith with our yeah. team freely. And I think that's unique. I think athletes that come to Brian, they feel a family atmosphere that that you feel probably at other places too. I'm not saying Brian's the only right. place like that. Right. But I do believe there's a culture with the type of people that are here in our athletic department, in our basketball program, that, you know, you don't take, you want to recruit, you don't have to be a Christian to come to Bryant, which I love. Yeah. But we recruit the kind of kids that you want to play with, the kind of kids you want to coach. Yeah. So I think that part of the culture I like as well. But uh, Bryant is truly a Christian school, and they've been that my 19 years here. And even as you say that, that response and that answer, it's going back to your ministry. You know, this is where God's placed you and these players and these kids. And I know you're doing that. And I'll tell you, one of the things I noticed on your court in the middle is the phrase where Christ is king. I think that's still on, on the middle of the court. And I, I remember just noticing that and just being a testimony to, yeah, like you said, players who may not know Christ but then other schools that are visiting other, other, you know, people in attendance, they can see that. And so I love hearing that Brian's doing things the right way and having that spiritual emphasis. Uh, we're getting ready to close coach. This has been awesome. Um, you know, our, our purpose of our ministry here with the Christian coach podcast is to uh, basically share conversations so that others can, you know, lead like Jesus and, and people that are tuning in, they're going to get some good, nuggets of how to be a godly coach, a, a role model to invest in their players. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this. As we close, I, I do something fun here a little bit. Okay. Off script. It's called my rapid fire coach. 
So I'm you, ready. Got, you got one minute, man. So it's the first thing that comes to your mind. It, it's something like either or favorites. And so we're going to just jump right into it. So my rapid fire. Are you ready, coach? I am ready. All right, here we go. First question, your favorite restaurant. Olive Garden. Oh, we're going with the Italian. Yep. Favorite junk food. Potato chips. Oh. Kettle, kettle chips. <laughs> nice. All right. Would you rather have a cabin in the woods or a beach house? Cabin in the woods. Uh, all right. Truck or car? Car. All right. Country you would love to visit? Italy. Oh, I'm with you on Italy. Favorite sport to play? Golf. Nice. Favorite sport to watch? NFL football. Okay. Got three more. Your favorite Bible character? Paul. Favorite Bible verse? I'd go... Uh, and. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, that's, that's my a life good verse. one. And you're reading Matthew, Matthew 6.33. That's a good one, Coach. Last but not least, what is one word you would want others to describe you as? Great question. I'd say loving. Nice. That's a good answer. Good response. Coach, we always close in prayer, so I'll ask you specifically, what can I pray for, for you, family, the team? What comes to mind? And we'll close this podcast out in a word of prayer. Uh, just pray for my family. Always during the year, my wife jokes, we'll see you in March. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that I could do a good job with the time that we have with family yep. between now and the end of the year, just enjoying time with them. Pray for our team that will continue to grow together mm -hmm. as a group. Um, and that's what I would ask you to pray for. I'll do it. And your wife's name is Beth, correct? Yep, that's correct. All right. Hey, let's close in prayer, Coach. Yep, thank you. God, thanks for an incredible conversation with Coach. Thank you for the impact he's having on so many players and not just players, individuals, people, his staff, uh, the community up there at Bryan. Thank you for this time that we can connect and talk and um, just really try to encourage our listeners to lead like Jesus. Lord, specifically, we pray for Coach and his family as a college basketball coach, the time, the time away from home, and just pray for his wife, Beth, his kids. Um, just uh, watch over them, protect them, protect their health. Um, so we lift them up to you. Also pray for Coach and his team as they're kind of navigate through this season, going through the month of December, getting into Christmas and conference play, and just that they will grow as a team. They'll mature, um, they'll become connected, and ultimately that they'll play in a way that honors, pleases you. Pray for the game tonight. They got a tough game on the road, so give them safety. Again, thank you for who you are, for being a great God, for the salvation we can have. In Christ's name, amen. 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 I really uh, loved this this episode. I, I love basketball. I love basketball coaches. Uh, they just have so much um, impact on, on the court uh, in, in the middle of the game, but also obviously off the court. And so 
Um, just thankful for that. But he, he mentioned at one point in there about just the need for a coach to have thick, thick skin. And, you know, there's going to be a critique, you know, like think about a doctor in their career. Like th there's no TV show uh, to just heckle doctors <laughs> and the decisions that they're making. But like for coaches, it's ESPN, like people just get on and they're going to chit chat and, and locker rooms and stuff. So just curious for you, Gian and Jim, uh, world-class coaches. Um, but what, what do you guys think? Just how did you guys develop thicker skin as a coach? Jim, we'll go with age before beauty. So go oh, ahead. beautiful. And yeah, world-class. I don't know. I'm looking around my shoulder, <laughs> like who's the world-class coaches. Um, I, I remember the phrase entitled audience of one. And, uh, you know, it's cute, put it back on a t-shirt, but until you actually make that a reality, that's my target audience, the audience of God, audience of one. That's who I'm coaching for. That's who I'm trying to please. And it's easy as a younger coach to try to please parents. And then, you know, the idea of, you know, coaching for their identity. And so God just taught me through a lot um, of different situations to, um, just make, make him my focus target audience. Yeah. In, in my situation, I think there was a lot of, um, sometimes early in my career, I would react really fast to criticism, you know, from wh wherever it came from. Um, and learning how not to take those personal, um, and knowing that maybe they were mad because there was something going on in their own lives first and they were just taking it out on me, you know? Um, and as you do that, as often as I did coaching women's tennis and the parents complaining about playing time and whatever, um, it just um, it emphasized the fact that a lot of these issues, sometimes it doesn't even have to do with me. They're just finding an outlet um, and, and it ends up that I'm being the outlet that they're, they're choosing to go after. So um, that, yeah. that's how, how have you done it, Chad? You yeah, know, I, I think that's a really good, good point, Gian, to not react quickly to to these things. You know, if we're going to you know make a make a quick choice and whether we write an email or decide to talk to them while we're flustered and angry, I think, you know, definitely probably learning to just t sleep on it. Uh, talk to someone else, talk to your mentor, talk to a spouse, get some feedback and some perspective. I feel like time and perspective and then you can kind of gather gather up and if action has to be made then you can make make the action but um those are really good points guys um but yeah Abra got, abraham abraham lincoln used to write these letters as if he was replying to someone and would put all his thoughts on paper and then he would throw those letters away um yeah, and then he great. would come up with a with a great answer after that that's good and uh great insight fellas appreciate coach rakowski i know his uh during the season, he took time out of his schedule to be with us. And as we close, I just, I don't know what stage of life coach that you're in, but his advice uh, for that young coach can go to the middle age, the older coach, be humble, uh, be humble in what you're doing. Don't make it about you. And then advice to the older coach, he said was uh, be enthusiastic, man, love what you do, love why you do it. And that is easier maybe when we're younger, but uh, just an encouragement wherever you're at. Be humble, uh, be enthusiastic. So appreciate you taking the time to be with us on the Christian Coach Podcast. As we close every episode, we remind you the mission field is right where you are at.